This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome in to the Go 24-7 Live Edition. Bryce Kuhn alongside Dylan Sanders. LSU big winners in Stark Vegas. Uh, Dylan, let's rock and roll. Let's talk about this. A big win. Wanted to get your opening thoughts, but before we do, make sure to subscribe to the channel wherever you're watching. If you're tuning in on Facebook tonight, we appreciate you. Make sure that you're following and liking us on the Facebook page. If you're on YouTube, we want to make sure that you are subscribed to the channel. Dylan, 63% of the people who watch our content aren't even subscribed. It costs nothing. Completely free. Just just, hit, just do that. Hit the notification bell that's going to be right down below, Dylan. And then if you're listening to this after the fact on any of our podcast platforms, we appreciate you as well. Action-packed jam show. About 30 minutes or so, we're going to rock and roll as we give our thoughts on tonight or last night's, yesterday afternoon's game, we'll call it. Uh, Bryce Coon, Dylan Sanders. Dylan, let's rock and roll here. Your thoughts from this matchup, the offense look good. We're going to take a look specifically at each position group, and uh, we'll we'll take offense and defense. We'll, we got some stuff planned. When you look at this, brother, where where do you roll? Where, where, how do you feel about this game overall? Kind of leaving uh, maybe the day after. Um, it, I am. I feel like I'm leaving fall camp after a day of seeing the offense really start to roll. The defense have have a nice day kind of trading blows and then, you know, getting ready to be like, hey, guys, this seems different. Like, they're going to throw it down the field. They're going to get the ball to the playmakers. And, of course, after week one, that didn't happen, and everybody yelled at us, and everybody started to go crazy. And then, you know, week two happened, but everyone said, well, it's against Grambling. Well, now it's SEC play. Jaden looks great. Jaden... I mean, great's an understatement for how Jaden looked. Um, Malik Neighbors had his coming out party for the season. The defense uh, did about as good of a job as you could possibly ask against an SEC West opponent. Um, just the vibes are much, much higher um, than they were maybe two weeks ago. Because, right, I mean, right now, LSU looks like one of the more hopeful teams in college football in general. Not even just yeah. the SEC West, like the SEC in total in college football. Like LSU's LSU's vibing. LSU's looking good. They're they're people have already forgotten that they looked really bad in that one half against 
Florida State. And <laughs> instead, now everyone's like really excited about what they just saw against Mississippi State. Yeah, I think that, look, first off, you hit the nail right on the head, just the ability to come out and do what you need to do. Brian Kelly talked about in the post game, saying essentially, you know, look, not that we, he joked, not that we read everything that necessarily is said, but obviously this kind of creeped in that, you know, what this defense couldn't do, what this team couldn't do. And they went out, like you said, and I talked about it last week on the show. First off, glad you're feeling better. But I talked about it last week on the show, you know, you needed to be able to replicate your performance against Grambling State offensively against a better opponent. You did that. Now, let's let's set the record straight. Is Mississippi State the most vaulted opponent? No, I don't think so. Are they the, the opponent that is going to maybe challenge you the most this year? No, I don't think so. But what I do believe kind of in this in the whole idea in the grand scheme of things is that this is a process-oriented mindset that you have to have with the LSU offense and the LSU team. It's not results-based. It's not – or I should say not – you can't be result-oriented. You can't just look at for results. Process-oriented in the sense that, look, game number one – you you looked pretty good for a half, maybe you know maybe two and two and a half quarters. After that, it just didn't work out for you against a really really good football team. All things all jokes aside of what Boston College was you know able to accomplish um, against Florida State. This is what you did against a really really good football team. That being said, you get into week two, you straighten some things out in front of a home crowd against a uh, you know on paper less than uh, less than opponent, an inferior opponent. Now you have a challenge to go on a road environment. Dylan, I'm going to tell you, uh, the fans, it was it was loud. I mean, obviously the cowbells, obviously everything you got going on, but it was a very loud, hostile atmosphere for about the first 15 minutes or so, and then LSU imposed their will. That's one thing that I loved about this team, imposed their will for a full 60 minutes. It felt like they dominated, and it's a process. They're building up into what they're going to try to accomplish this upcoming weekend back in Death Valley with a home game against Arkansas. And then obviously, you know, my eyes are on the matchup. I'm not trying to get too far ahead, but what potentially could be happening in two weeks uh, where, you know, you talk about the SEC West, the two best teams in the SEC West, when you kind of look at the resume and what they've been able to do uh, right now, you, you're probably going to sit there and say it's Ole Miss and LSU. And so that game, you know, what those two teams have been able to do uh, so far and up to this point, if they can get unblemished. If Ole Miss can beat Alabama on the road. If uh, LSU takes care of business at home this weekend against Arkansas, going to be something to keep an eye out on. Uh, so let's kind of talk about this. Three key, two or two keys, two things we'll kind of cover in tonight's show. And I think it starts well. Dylan, I want to ask you this. Defensively, you, everyone's looked at the numbers. We've got the PFF grades over on our website. LSU's defense can be special. If finish that sentence for me, what has to happen for this defense to continue to move in a positive direction and be special? Use Harold Perkins like you used him against Mississippi State. Do you want to know the, the beautiful thing about this game is that Harold Perkins pass rushing snaps doubled his coverage snaps. And mm. whenever you have a player like Harold Perkins, you, you, you use him like you use like you use him in coverage from time to time. Like that's yeah. not something you're going to abandon. He's athletic. He has good size. He can cover. He plays a lot in the slot. Like you, you want him to cover sometimes, but whenever mm -hmm. you have him on the pass rush being complimented by Makai Wingo, who has to be again, given a shout out as probably the best defensive lineman on this team. Um, as you know, some people were saying before the season and has now only been seen, uh, proven right during the season he's been maybe the most uh consistent defender on the team the pass rush in general was there 
Uh, so LSU's defense can be special if they find the success that they had in the pass rush and use the players like they used them. I, I thought that this was exactly what we needed to see in terms of like a scheme kind of benefit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was, I was I very much liked it. Yeah. I, look, I'll echo you about this. And first off, I want to shout out cause we got my man static shadow in the, in the comments. Appreciate you tuning in. Make sure to get your comments, questions in. We're going to answer those. If, if there are some towards the end of the program, uh, you talked about, you know, defensively the pass rush, um, Savion Jones looked really, really good off the edge in this game against Mississippi state. Now, once again, I understand the opponent, uh, Dylan. It's just grambling. It's just Mississippi State. I understand it. I get it. I get the jokes. I understand that. But, but all of this to say is, you have a chance in this in this game upcoming against Arkansas to continue the momentum for me that I saw out of a linebacking core that found something maybe against Mississippi State they desperately were were maybe missing. Um, look, Omar Spates, fantastic player at Oregon State. Um, you know, early on has provided great leadership, great, you know, being a veteran mentor to some of the younger players. West Weeks is good. And West Weeks has, and Brian Kelly talked about this, West Weeks has that sideline to sideline speed. He is a guy that I think they're allowing to kind of, you know, just go, uh, hey, see ball, hit ball. Like, he, that's what he's playing. See ball, play ball. Like, that's kind of he, what he's playing right now. Now, LSU obviously had a guy last season that was able to do that. I don't think West Weeks or maybe anyone's going to be able to do what Harold Perkins did in year one. I don't know, Dylan. West Weeks for this defense. If you have legitimate, and it's a question I'm going to ask Kelly tomorrow. If you have the opportunity to have some legitimate in-season competition, not because things are bad, but because things are mm-hmm. so potentially good at the linebacker position, Look, what you, it goes hand in hand. What you just talked about moving Harold Perkins down. Now you could have a you know opportunity where I thought Greg Penn played really well in this game. You know, do you keep Greg Penn in the in the slot if it's you know in that spot if Spates is not hit completely one hundred percent weeks? You know, those two guys together. Uh, honestly, both weeks. West Weeks gets the start of the freshman. Uh, Whit Weeks kind of more veteran player, but obviously both of these guys kind of that heat seeking missile. I my, so all of that to say is I round in what you said. LSU's defense can be special if this front seven continues to take steps. And I, you know, it's a quarterback in Will Rogers. Personally, I respected and I still respect Will Rogers. Like, I think that he is a good quarterback. Mississippi State's got a lot of things going on of their transition of what they're trying to be in their identity. Nine total yards on the first five drives. Dylan, I don't care if you're playing Baton Rouge Community College. That is something that is very, very hard to do if you are in a college football team to hold that. So it doesn't matter who your opponent is. I don't know. I like the intensity. I like the the, the violence that these guys played with. Because, look, you got Harold Perkins, and I, and I looked over at Glenn and a couple other writers during the game. I said, I like the fact that Harold Perkins just wants the smoke constantly. Like, it doesn't matter. And I love that. The swagger of this defense. You didn't see that in week one, especially towards the end of the game, it kind of felt like they were able to do that in that second half, which I think was a big story. Uh, I mean, your thoughts on that, to be able to come out in that second half and continue to dominate. Well, I mean, I think that there's a guy that we, you know, we should give a shout out to that we haven't yet. And it was a guy that didn't get a lot of shout outs on the broadcast, but that's a positive thing. Didn't for Harris. He, he came out and had easily, I mean, he has two games as an LSU Tiger, but this was easily his his best performance as an LSU Tiger. Targeted twice, no catches given up. Huge. That's huge mm. for a guy like that. Because, you know, the talent's there. 
with Denton yeah. Harris. There's been no question of can this dude play. It's can he get on the field and can he unlock that potential. And yeah. this was a great first step in doing that. And obviously having the pass rush helps. It's all a it's all a unit. It's called a unit for a reason. You need all of your pieces to be playing together. And whenever you have the pass rush working, whenever you have Denver Harris uh, playing up to his skill level in coverage, it makes even like a Zy Alexander or a Deuce Chestnut or Greg Brooks when he gets healthy. Major, it makes everyone's job easier whenever you have a side of the field locked down and then you have your pass rush work. And that's what we saw. We saw a, yeah. an offense that was struggling and doesn't really have an identity meet a team that is now working together and playing at kind of the heights of what you can see from that defense. They were hungry. They were yeah. they attacked them. They did not let them breathe. They didn't let them make mistakes. Yeah, it, it wasn't like they were waiting for something to happen. They imposed their will, and I think that was something yeah. big. And kind of to tag along with what you just said there, you know, defensively, you talk about the secondary. Like, I think it's understood that this secondary is not what LSU fans are maybe used to. There, it's you know, there's not a guy that is going to be the next model of DBU currently, unless some things change. And look, teams can evolve over the course of a season. Maybe one of these younger guys just needed to get his you know his feet wet and get some reps in and, and take his lumps. But if that is the case, like if this secondary is not going to be elite, what you mentioned right there, the the identity of a pass rush and what that front seven can do, it's it's everything that I think the entire staff uh, has thought and, and and our entire staff at Go 24-7 has thought going into the Florida State game. Like, I don't know if the concerns about the back seven will outweigh what's happening with that front four. Because if that front four can play like they did, I mean, Dylan, at one point, this group was rolling out Makai Wingo and Mason Smith's two down linemen. You had Harold Perkins on the edge, and you'd have Braden Swenson on the edge and run situations. When you got to third down, they put in Deshaun Womack, who oh, another young player that looked really good. I mean, that's a scary, scary front four, not counting for guys like, you know, weeks that they brought on blitz a couple times. So all of that to say, I really liked, I wanted to shout another guy in the secondary, Andre Sam. We saw some of the closing speed, especially on a big third down play. That's what we saw in fall camp. So that, so that, that's another thing. You know, it, maybe this group had an opportunity to prove, you know, their worth and, and and prove what they knew. And that's something Kelly talked about. And I got an article coming about it out out about it on Monday morning. Maybe this game they just needed to win this one, and Kelly said it, so they could say, you know what, what we believe about ourselves inside this locker room now transpires to the public. Not that they're going to take too much stock in what the public thinks. But I, I don't know. That, that's just kind of where I sat with it. That, that's, that's what I thought about it. I think the defense went out there and proved a point. The, the cornerbacks uh, per PFF gave up 20 yards in coverage, in coverage snaps uh, last game. If you, if you count Sage Ryan as a safety what is what he's listed at. He plays kind of like yeah. that nickelback role. But, I mean, that's just like a far cry from what we saw in week one. I mean, and, and again, like, yeah, this offense isn't working, but it's, I mean, you still have to, again, you have to execute. But yeah. I mean, playing, it doesn't matter who you're playing against. It's hard to make a team look as poor as Mississippi State looked. Heading into that 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 one rush by uh, Jaquavius Marks at the end of the half, they were giving up 0.4 yards per play. Like, that's just, that doesn't happen by accident, and that doesn't happen just because an offense doesn't really know what they're doing. This is a quarterback who's played years of football. 
most likely, if you're not really playing up to up to snuff, he's going to be able to complete a couple passes. But that just wasn't the case against the cornerbacks. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that, you know, they did a good job. We didn't have to talk about their names a lot during the game because of the front seven. Uh, but look, you're going to be tested. And I mentioned, I don't know if Arkansas is mm-hmm. necessarily going to test you in this, but Ole Miss will. Ole Miss is going to test you through the year, especially with what Jackson Dart was able to do this past weekend. Uh, and I think, you know, if he can build some momentum, especially in that Alabama game, that is going to be a very big litmus test. Maybe um, we'll call it the midterm. You know, you, you had your, your entrance exam against Florida State. Now you got your midterm potentially against Ole Miss and obviously Alabama as well. I know we got a question on Alabama. We're going to get to that at the end of the show. Once again, if you're watching, we appreciate it. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever it might be. Quick note for you. If you're watching on Twitter and you want to put in a comment, you're going to have to head over to Facebook or YouTube to get that comment visible to us here on the stream. Uh, let's flip over to the offensive side of the football there, Dylan, where, look, the offense showed explosiveness, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On May 23rd... I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd, only on Paramount Plus. LSU didn't need anybody on the field except for Malik Neighbors, but a guy that I'm excited about is just kind of slowly making some strides, and it's Brian Thomas Jr., who, who had a nice day, six catches, I believe, for 70 yards. Um, I need to double-check that to make sure. Let me go back to my, my stats and info here. Seven catches, 60 yards. I had my numbers mixed up. Seven catches, 60 yards to kind of offset, obviously, what Neighbors will do, 13 catches for 239 yards. Dylan. He was targeted 13 times, and he caught every single ball. Jane Daniels, so, so good. Perfect. Listen to me, folks, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. 30 of 34 overall, he was perfect on passes 20 yards or more. So the comments, the concerns, you know, can he do this? He showed you he can. Now, is it a decision-making process? Maybe that he's a little timid to it sometimes. Maybe so, and that's a valid argument. But this game showed you that he can go down the field, Dylan. 30-34, 361 through the air, two touchdowns. And then on the ground, he had another two scores and 64 yards. I mean, Jaden Daniels probably had his best game as a college quarterback. I don't, I don't, I don't know if, there, if that is even a debate. What, what this gave uh, shades of, uh, I know you weren't around here, but I mean, I'm sure you, you remember um, the game where Ty Davis-Price they they just ran him to the left against Florida, and he had 300 yards. Against uh, all you Jeez. needed to do for from Malik Neighbors was be like, all right, stutter go, and then run down, and Jaden's gonna throw it to you for an easy one of the easiest pitches and catches that you're gonna see all all season long. It it it, it was automatic. If I had a big old easy button, I'd I'd be pressing it. the the play The play sheet did not need to look very intense against. Uh, against Mississippi State like 
it, it was just an, it was an easy game on offense, which means it was a fun game to watch uh, mm. because Malik Neighbors was just doing insane things. Uh, he was, and yeah, this is you know again a Mississippi State defense, an SEC defense, SEC players, SEC athletes. He made them look like Grambling. I mean, honestly, yeah. honestly, if you you take the score away, and you have me watch, it looks Mississippi State was making the LSU was making Mississippi State look more like Grambling than Grambling looked like yeah. Grambling. Like yeah. it, it, it was, it was, it looked did not look like on the same level of player. Um, so shout out to Malik Neighbors and shout out to Jaden for doing what we preached that they had been saying that they were going to do. Yeah. Uh, this this was the game. I think it was a huge confidence builder in terms of throwing down the field, in terms of standing in the pocket, taking hits. Because the what we what we can get to in a little bit is like this was not a great game for the offensive line. Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- that was that was the bi- that was the big down point, but it didn't matter. In one of the worst performances that you saw from the offensive line that you're going to see, um, you know, Will Campbell's human. Uh, as someone on our board posted, um, Daniels took that contact and still went downfield. He stayed in the pocket. He found his receivers. This is exactly the type of performance that everyone and more so that the fans or like the talking has needed to see. I think this is the performance Jaden needed to see. He can Mm. do it. His receivers can do it. He can trust his receivers. His receivers can trust Jaden. It was a huge trust-building performance uh, because now, later in the season, if it's a closer game, Jaden's going to be able to think back to this game and be like, I trusted it, I took the hits, and I found the targets, and it worked out. Like I, I have nothing to be afraid of. I have the great players that LSU affords me to have on my team, and I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm with you there. I I think that, you know, the trust factor, he's got something, he's got data points to lean back on, you know, now Mm -hmm. after this game, once again, Mississippi state, I I think that this is more of a result of Daniels and neighbors and what they can do rather than Mississippi state, just not just being abysmal. Like I don't think Mississippi state's that bad. I think they got a lot of things to work on. I do question the decision and Malik neighbors joked about it in post-game press conferences. And so did Brian Kelly. I don't know why they played press man against him. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like that's an interesting thought process to, to go about, but that's what they did. We, we, we talked um, about it last yeah. week that LSU didn't feel comfortable playing press man against grambling. And that was an issue. Yeah. And this is like, this is what, this is why they weren't playing press man against grambling is like, you know, this is what happens if you're not ready to play press man. But as we say, we're just like, well, we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, no, hands it down. Didn't work. It didn't work. Hands Stop down. Doing uh, it. A couple couple of numbers. Um, you start to look kind of the average yards, average yards per completion for LSU in that game, 11.8. Uh, the yards per rush, that was one of the numbers I was looking at. I felt like they needed to get around 4.5. They got 4.2. Dylan, you mentioned a not a great game from the offensive line. You didn't have to lean on the running backs in this game. Uh, Jay Daniels, your leading rusher, but Logan Diggs averaged 4.6 yards per carry. When you gave him the opportunity and put the hand, put the football in his hands, he was able to do some things. Um, Josh Williams had a touchdown carry. Caleb Jackson with a Fournette esque. I mean, just oh my gosh! Like there was an audible in the press box. It's an outdoor press box out there in Starkville. There was an audible, (gasps) like when it happened. 
And I look, I'm going to, I'm going to expose him. Glenn goes, Oh my gosh. And like in the seat next to me, cause it was just one of those plays. Uh, he's unbelievable. Diggs did nice in the passing game as well. Three care or three catches for 30 yards. Caleb Jackson, two catches for 15 yards. All of this to say is I think that, you know, um, I put some grades out on our website. I, I gave an A minus for the offense because one, it's going to be hard to get an A plus from me. My mom was a tough grader when she was a teacher. So that, mm-hmm. I've learned a thing or two. And I think moving forward, like, this was about a greater performance you could have had in the passing game, offense for Jane Daniels. They they might have scored 60 or 70 points if the run game would have just broken up. I mean, they, they did a good. 4.2 yards per carry is, is great, but I think that there's going to come a time and place where a team is going to force you to run the football, and can you do it? Can, can you get the third down and two with a running back? You know, they're going to try to take Jane Daniels out of the equation. That's how you beat LSU. Like, I, if I'm a defensive coordinator, i got to let someone else other than Jane Daniels beat me. Daniels and neighbors. Someone else is going to have to beat me. That's what I would look at it as. I mean, but uh, offensively, the, the thing is, is can you stop Jay Daniels' legs? Who? Yeah, I don't know. Who, who, who that, done it? Like, yeah, like who? Who can do it? And I mean, I think of one player that can do it, and he's also in purple and gold. So, in really, you know, you don't, yeah, don't don't know who you're. Uh, don't know who who does that. Like. Yeah, if if this yeah. if this is what the team looks like, and I'm not talking about the 300 yards for, uh, I'm not lo- talking about the 300 yards for Malik Davis. If it just looks like you know you're getting some run game help, the the passing game is working, Jaden's running, you can do a, you can do good things. And we we've seen the offensive line is better than what they looked like, yeah, uh, against yeah. Mississippi State. Yeah, I think yeah. one of was you know those guys playing um in that loud of an atmosphere. You know, uh, I think that's one thing that you kind of have to look at it as. But I think overall the offense was was a bright spot. I really like with it. It's complete effort all the way around. Uh, let's get to the last topic, uh, Dylan, and then we'll take a couple questions. I know that we got in the chat. Make sure to get them in before we get out of here. Just a couple more minutes here on the live stream. Once again, we're going to be doing these every single Sunday night. Going to be a lot of fun to talk with you all kind of a day after approach. Where does LSU go from here? Um, Dylan, I know we're going to have great preview content, podcasting and everything, uh, stuff over on the, you know, the social channels and everything about the matchup with Arkansas coming up, but for you, wh- where does LSU go from here? I mean, I think I'll, I'll, I'll set you up. I think they got to continue the momentum. Like this was a big momentum, uh, in the sense of getting the sec win. And now you get to come back home against an Arkansas team that lost to BYU really, really struggles in the offensive line. Look, if I'm going and I'm going to dive more into that this week. If if I'm looking at that, I'm licking my chops. If I'm Makai Wingo, like I'm, I'm if I'm Mason Smith, I'm like, oh man, we're about to have a day. You know, Harold Perkins, uh, Savion Jones, all of these guys, I think has potential to be a big day in Baton Rouge if 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 they execute. I you know I, I think that LSU needs to focus on uh you know where does LSU go from here? Focusing on uh, bringing back that one and O mentality. Because yeah, you're looking good right now, um, but it, and you know, and everyone's you know the line is crazy big for the Arkansas game. You know, LSU favored by like what, like 17 points, something like that. I think it's 17 it, and a half. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something crazy. Even if you win to if you win this, people are gonna you know you're, you'll be back in the top 10. Uh, but what I I think everyone needs to remember and needs to focus on is that you have two really tough road games in the SEC coming up back to back. Everyone, uh, you know, laughed preseason whenever you mentioned Mizzou. Uh, they're going to be a five and O team. Uh, they're likely going to be a five and O team whenever 
LSU takes uh, take stand against them. Uh, Ole Miss is looking, you know, like one of the better teams in the SEC. So I, I think it's just LSU needs to focus on taking it week to week and building on performance after performance. They, they, you know, there were things, there were still things to like in the Florida State game. There were obviously a 72 to 10 win. There were a lot of things to, to like about the Grambling win. And there were a mm-hmm. lot of things to like about the last one. Don't get complacent. Uh, Jaden said after the Florida State game, they thought that they was, it was going to be easy. Don't bring that mindset to any other game. Like, yeah, t- take the, the grit that y'all have talked, that, you know, Brian Kelly's talked about, the wanting, the contact in, in practice. Take those mindsets and build upon it. Don't throw it out the building now that you're looking like a good team again. Just build on your performances and, and, yeah. and take it week to week. That's where I think LSU needs to go from here. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think you use this as a launching pad. This is not your ceiling. This is just a glimpse into what you can be uh, this season. And I like what you said, I mean, offensively, uh, you know, not staying complacent. You know, not saying that, you know, I had the big 300-yard passing game or Malik neighbors. And I don't think that's these guys' mindsets. It's just really easy to rest on that. But now I think they know, uh, the team knows. And I'll tell you one thing, Arkansas knows too. And, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how they scheme against, you know, LSU. But that's going to be a fun one. Saturday night in Death Valley, going to be a ton of fun. LSU-Arkansas, first real big, you know, first SEC game at home. My first SEC game at home uh, inside the confines of Yeah, inside the friendly confines of of, uh, Tiger Stadium. Well, two home fans at least. Um, Let's get to a couple questions before we get out of here. Once again, appreciate you. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, make sure to like the video, uh, share it as well with your friends. Once again, Static Shadow just dominating the comments. How are we feeling about the Bama game later this season? We're going to talk more about this, so I don't want to spoil it. It's a winnable game. Uh, Alabama's got a lot of things to figure out, but I will tell you, Dylan, last time I checked, I just checked my watch, it's September 17th. November 4th is still a long way away. And that's and and so I don't know. I can't tell you, Senator, tell you. I do think it's going to be very, very interesting. Sherman Brown, appreciate you for tuning in. Is it just me or is Andre Sam looking better than Brooks? Uh, it's like he's a heat-seeking missile. I think Andre Sam brings a lot to the table. Uh, Greg Brooks, obviously not available for this game, and I'm sure or you hope, obviously, to kind of hear more about that as the week goes on to what his availability. I don't think just for this week, but kind of going forward, uh, what the situation is. Brody Ross over on Facebook. Jaden looked nice. You know what, Brody? Your Facebook profile picture looks really nice. Um, let's keep it rolling here. Static. Let's say the LSU wins out and is SEC champions. The college football playoff? Yes. A one-loss SEC champion is making the college football playoff. I would argue, in a certain situation, a two-loss SEC champion would get it. And that would have been LSU last year if they would have been able to beat AM and beat Georgia as well. Uh, fantastic. Love this profile picture. What's the status of Rocket Sanders for Saturday? We're going to talk about that in our preview podcast. We're also going to have a Behind the Enemy Lines podcast. Rocket Sanders, obviously a big part of what Arkansas wanted to do coming in. He's kind of been banged up. It'd be very interesting to see if he plays. I think if he doesn't play, it's going to be kind of interesting to see where those things go. Aaron Adams, great to see the team progress in pretty much all areas game to game. Uh, it's something Dylan I've been talking about. Like I, I 110% degree. Progression. Let's, listen, folks, I'm going to say it again. It's about a process-oriented mindset rather than result-oriented. you got to have a process-oriented mindset with this team because I think they have a chance to get better and better. And teams evolve or devolve over the course of a season. Obviously, LSU fans hoping to see that positive. Stuart West enjoyed the show, guys. Stuart enjoyed you being a part of the show. And then Aaron as well as we rounded out. Hope these type of wins help recruiting efforts. 
um, we'll pause right here. I, I mentioned, uh, p- picked up three text messages. One, two of them from three, 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 three text messages, two from current commits, one from a prize jewel in the 2025 class that I think they'd love to get uh, after that uh, Caleb Jackson hit. So, Aaron, to your point, hands down, anytime you win, and if LSU continues this trend, uh, it's a great selling point. And I think that guys like Sherman Williams, Bobby Barham, um, you know, Will Redman, um, all of these guys, like on this recruiting staff, they love seeing what they saw because now it says, okay, I get to take this and now I get to go sell it to, you know, kids in Louisiana, top kids outside the state of Louisiana as well. Dylan, this your is final a, thoughts. As I say, and on, and on that, uh, the, re- the recruiting uh, standpoint, be sure to check the, uh, the boards all week this week. And especially after the Arkansas game, this is a huge recruiting weekend for LSU. Mm-hmm. So you're going to want to know all of the, uh, the ins and outs and what we hear and see about the progress that uh, the staff is making with some key guys coming in. There's going to be a ton of a ton of players and a ton of future guys coming in this weekend. So stick to our boards, go 24-7, and uh, you're going to see some great things, I think, this weekend. Very much. Get a great deal. One dollar first month. You need to take advantage of that. Uh, we need to get some DBs, young guys, and some portal studs to help out. I think so. You got to see how these guys develop, though. You got to see. Look, that's just my mindset. That's kind of how I, I roll with this. We it's week three, ladies and gentlemen. We got a long way for the season's over. I think by November you're going to have a better idea of for the future what guys you can slot in, what guys maybe they leave through the portal, maybe they leave um, elsewhere. But I think I do agree with you. I think that that defensive back room is going to be one that you're going to need to build a lot of depth, and Kelly and them are working on that as well. For Dylan Sanders, my name is Bryce Coon. We appreciate you so much for hanging out with us here on a Sunday evening. Uh, Dylan, the Saints not playing until tomorrow night. My team got a big, big dub, big dub over on Fox this uh, Thursday. I I got Bijan in fantasy, so, I mean, you Bijan Robinson's nasty. Absolutely nasty. My guy, Preston Guy, what a duo. It's the dynamic duo, Preston. We can't uh, wait to have. Uh, more content. Appreciate you. That was a great show as well. We're going to be once again live every single Sunday evening. Uh, we're still thinking of a name for this live show, whether it's the day after, whether uh, whatever it is. I don't know. Uh, LSU live. We're going to be going live every single Sunday night, recapping the game that was the previous weekend and kind of giving some nuggets as well. A couple things before we get out of here. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're continuing to climb in numbers as well. Fantastic numbers. You guys are killing it in the podcast game as well. So whether it's Apple, Spotify, leave us a five-star review. Or a one-star review if you want Dylan to uh, grow his hair back out. I don't know what it is, but if you'd like to do that. And make sure the Facebook page as well that you're liking and setting up notifications all over the place. And last but certainly not least, down in the link below, you can find Go247. We've got a great VIP deal that you need to take advantage of. I think it's $1 for the first month. Fantastic content. It helps feed Dylan, so that's also something that you could help him. Uh, I'm you know, hungry. It's, and he's hungry, so you, you can help with that. 6.30. I need, you know, I, need, I need dinner, so please get to re- – if about six of y'all go right now, that's about six dollars. I could go get like a taco bowl, like combo meal. So like there you go. I mean the clock's ticking, guys. I really I need to get some dinner. I gotta go pick uh, up my I mean, wings I, before Sunday night I'm football. Still that's all I know. Like I, I don't graduate for a couple more months. Like <laughs> one one recruit is like four nights of ramen. Like there you go. So I'm just saying it is what it is. Single dollar. Single I'm, dollar. I'm, you know. We appreciate y'all so much. Uh, Thanks so much for tuning in. Bryce Good alongside Dylan Sanders. We'll catch you next time here on the Go 24-7 
Pod. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus. 